What are some red flags to look for when working with agencies? Because I feel like every business owner has some sort of horror story. Oh, of, uh, there's like, a lot of bad ones. Yeah, dealing with a oh, dude like I worked with this agency. I didn't work for six months and I had to fire them. So first of all, six yeah. months is too long. You'll know in 30 days. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, overnight promises are bad. Mm-hmm. I call those basement agencies. Dudes in his mom basement. He's like, I can get you 20 leads in 30 days. All you need to do is give me your name and number. <laughs> yep. Like, There's a million ads on TikTok. Mm hmm. Are you a coach or agency looking to grow your business? All I can do is give you 30 leads in 20 days. Just I've had to name. turn down 20 business owners this week. Stop, guys, you gotta <laughs> stop listening to this. Yeah. This is not how business is done. This is, you cannot trust these, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the number one warning is overnight promises. Okay. I, I look for partnerships with people who wanna grow big over the next year because I love partnering with people that are, are calculated and strategic and they're not looking for like a win in less than five days. You mm-hmm. know, they're not looking for a Facebook ad that's yeah. going to drive conversions. Mm-hmm. They're really structured on the business and how to grow that business over the long haul. Got it. Um, you know, it, the best question you could ask anyone, but let's go ahead and just use agency. Sure. But ask anyone that you are getting to help you grow your business. What's the biggest thing you've ever built? How much did you profit? And how much revenue have you created from it? Mm-hmm. And then four, show me. That's that's the last one. That's show important. Me. Yeah, show me. Mm-hmm. If they can't show you, then you shouldn't be spending money to get advice from them. Simple. Too many people are getting advice from people that have perceived success. And if you can't say, "I drove a campaign and I increased revenue and I built a team and I exited a company," if you can't do those things, why would you get advice from them? Mm-hmm. That'd be my biggest piece of advice anywhere. Not just agencies. Yeah. Any service. A tax service. Uh, of course. Yeah. Like a- any service. Uh, someone you're hiring. Mm-hmm. Ask them those questions. What's the biggest thing you've ever done? Mm-hmm. You know, and show me proof. So what's the biggest thing you've ever done? Well, I just built a company that had 88 employees, 62 nice. million in less than three years. It's pretty darn I good. I was employee number three. Mm-hmm. I was a partner and we grew it out, you know? So, I mean, that was pretty big. Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. We spent six months researching the consumer of a pumpkin spice latte. And what we found, what we determined is that this millennial named Heather, she had disposable (laughs) income, Uh okay, but not a lot. Did she have Uggs? But she did, but they were on layaway because she's Mm -hmm. frugal with her money. Mm. So it was very specific to the Uggs. Okay. She wouldn't buy them new because she didn't have a lot of disposable. I see. But what we learned is that it isn't the taste or the smell of the pumpkin spice that she loved. It's being on the good side of FOMO. Right? It's understanding that she was first to tell her inner circle that it existed. It, it, she mm. wanted, not only did she want that first sip of the season, but she wanted to document yeah. the process <laughs> with her yep. little fingerless mitten gloves, mm-hmm. right? With the leaf changing behind her. And a little scarf. So mm-hmm. we knew so much about, we knew her so intimately that we drove a 20% increase in revenue at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And arguably one of the most viral drinks ever. Very much, it's a very photogenic drink. The argument at Starbucks would be Frappuccino, technically the data says, sure. is a more Instagrammable photo. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin Spice is a seasonal campaign mm-hmm. where people, they don't, so the pumpkin spice isn't the focal point. Yep. It's the environment. It's mm-hmm. falls. It is the UGG and the drink. It's mm-hmm. an accessory. Yep. The Frappuccino is the product. It's the unicorn, the rainbow, the mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's the, right? It's the focal. The pumpkin spice is an accessory. Mm -hmm. But what we did is we dark posted Heather. 
Right. So go, going back to your question, the biggest success, no, right? Really quick for people who don't know, what's dark posting? So dark posting is we created ads that only Heather would see. Mm. Knowing that her mom doesn't see him and anybody younger than Heather doesn't see him. Dark posted means no one can see it except Heather. Got so it. we did this. We segmented Heather inside of our CRMs across the globe. And we only sent messages to a very, very clear pixel, a very clear persona, a very clear avatar of this is who this person is. So just so you know, the beverage is not out. However, there's no signs in the store. You won't even see them. But we did leak pumpkin spice early to stores in your area. Here's the code word you need to use in order to get the drink before anyone else. Mm -hmm. And this drove an increase of 20% in the beverage from the year before. Wow. So but the key was this. Marketers typically will go wide net. Mm -hmm. So when you see somebody go, hey, everybody, I'm selling something today. Mm -hmm. They're going wide, wide, wide. They're yeah. talking to everybody. And when you talk to everybody, you're talking to nobody. So I always tell people, niche down, niche down, get as tight as you can. Um, our ability to know Heather so well and to get so granular with her. You know, and by the way, mm -hmm. let me give you an example of data. I talked about Heather, right? Yep. Would your assumption be she shops at Target or Walmart? Target. How would you know that? Based off what you've told me. So that's called peripheral data. Mm -hmm. Once you know enough about something, you can assume the peripheral that there's 16 other data points you can add to it because you already know if they have this many, then this makes sense. And see, mm -hmm. the, no one's ever said Walmart, but yeah, like you I believe just, it. Like you, you, mm -hmm. you probably know a Heather. Yeah, right? I, I have the whole picture in my head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you need to know your consumer so intimately that you spearfish them. Mm -hmm. So quit talking about your. Let me give you an example: real estate agents. Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody! If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest. I would love to be your real estate agent. Definitely be DMing me right now, right? Mm -hmm. Just That's broad, wide. broad, broad, right? How about this? I understand how difficult divorce is. In fact, I specialize in mediating and keeping peace as you go through this. And in Henderson alone, I've already helped 16 couples in this zip code. And so I know that this is an area that you're in and maybe you're in a tough spot in your life. And I want to be the agent that helps you keep peace while you go through this transition in your life. Mm -hmm. Talk about niche, mm -hmm. right? What yeah. is the difference between that and that? Right, mm -hmm. that wide yeah, net. I feel like you're speaking right to me, and I'm doing mm -hmm. it in a way that's building a relationship. I didn't even mm -hmm. talk about selling a house. Mm -hmm. I talked about keeping the peace. Right, so so many people are wide and transactional. Mm -hmm. So when you're creating campaigns, if you've gotten to the point where you've built a strategy, really focus in on how to develop relationships, not transactions. Yeah. I think the other big thing that you just did is like, what's in it for them? And you yeah. talked about that already, right? Yeah. So you're talking about how to. How to transition that's during it. this tough period of time it's it. not hey I, let me sell your house for you yeah right because that's again me thinking as opposed to what's in it for them that's which right. i think is huge that's right so that's, that's awesome yeah and so when i'm looking at marketing and it, how can someone go about building this buyer persona like a heather or their target market yeah well one you just hired me and we speed yep. the process up but I'm not going to do that because <laughs> yep. I'm a relationship guy. Mm -hmm. I, listen, the money's good. Yep. The money comes. Mm -hmm. I'd much rather help somebody than have them hire me. Yep. And so let me give you some advice that could help you immediately. People say, yeah, but I'm not Starbucks. I don't have millions of dollars to get third party data from credit card companies. Mm -hmm. I don't have a big point of sale data dashboard. Um, I don't have loyalty cards and, and air passes that I can go through and study. Right. But you do. True or false. Do you have customers? True. If you have customers, you have data. Mm -hmm. So here's my question. 
which client drove the biggest impact on revenue? Can you tell me unequivocally which clients have spent the most money last quarter, last week, last month, last year? Mm -hmm. That is your core persona. Why? Because it works, because they're already there. That doesn't mean you can't invest in a new persona. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean there isn't another opportunity in the market. But we're talking about the fact that you have nothing built as a persona and you have no data sets. So I want you to study the biggest impact on revenue. What's the trend line? Mm -hmm. They were all moms. They were all dads. They were all the top 20 biggest, best clients last year bought trucks, were first time home buyers. Mm -hmm. What is the trend? They were all this, right? Now I want you to go back and say, out of those clients, which ones can you still approach and have a mm -hmm. great relationship with? And I want you to ask them a hundred questions. And I want you to ask each one of them, take them to coffee, do a call, turn on record on your phone, <laughs> have a coffee and ask them a hundred questions. I have a list of a hundred questions that I give my clients, by the way, to mm -hmm. speed the process up. Smart. But if you ask these questions, really, here's the best question you could ask. Walk me through a day in your life. Really learn mm. who they are, how they make decisions. Like real estate agents, we yeah. learn this a lot because I work with a lot of realtors. We learn that the wife is the explorer and the husband is the decision maker, but ultimately the last decision maker is the wife. Mm -hmm. So the wife explores, right? Cause we learn behavior. Yeah. She sits in bed months before they're gonna buy or sell. Mm -hmm. Looking at Redfin, Zillow, whatever it is. Oh honey, look at, oh mm -hmm. honey, you're like, yeah, 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 right? <laughs> and then eventually they get to a point where they make a decision and we learned that they don't ask their parents. They have a peer group of people that mm -hmm. they ask for support. So we start to learn, so you see what I'm saying? I'm learning behaviors of a real estate client that's listing their home and buying another, right? And why are they doing that? Learn the behavior of why they're deciding to do that. Because your job, by the way, is to speed this process up. So if you already know why they're doing it, it's easier for you to have that conversation to speed the process up. 